Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Bienvenidos al So Violento So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Y yo soy Ali. Y hoy les contaremos de un crimen que sucedió en España. La violencia vicaria es cuando un padre usa o maltrata a sus hijos o a otros familiares de la pareja con el propósito de dañarla. A veces por ser rechazados o no poder ver a su pareja ser feliz con alguien más, cometen crímenes espantosos y difícil de creer que un padre tenga el valor de ver a sus hijos y pensar, tú serás la víctima. Han visto muchos casos donde el padre llega a los extremos de matar a los hijos de ambos. Muchos recuerdan el caso de Olivia y Ana de Tenerife, donde Tomás Jimeno asesinó a sus hijas y se deshizo de ellas tirándolas al mar y al final nada más el cuerpo de Olivia fue encontrado. ¿Pero qué pasa cuando la madre es la autora del crimen? Esta es la historia de María Cristina Rivas. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. María Cristina Rivas, de 35 años de edad, es la madre de Yaisa, la pequeña de 4 años. Ellas vivían en San Joan de Spí, que es una ciudad y municipio en la zona del Baix d'Obregat, una comarca. Um, here, a comarca is equivalent to a county, en la okay. costa de Cataluña, España. María y Sergio, 
quien es el padre de Yaisa. Llevaban dos años separados. Los lunes la niña era dejada en la escuela por uno de los padres y era recogida por otro. Okay. Pero el lunes 31 de mayo del 2021, cuando Sergio fue a recoger a Yaisa, le dijeron que ella no había ido a la escuela. La Vanguardia, que es un noticiero de España, reportó que los mozos de escuadra, quienes son la policía que aplica la ley en la comunidad de Cataluña, fueron los que encontraron los cuerpos de María y Yaisa. Oh, wow. Pero hay otros reportes que dicen que Sergio se preocupó y empezó a llamar a familiares para ver por qué la niña no había ido a la escuela. Entonces, la abuelita de Yaisa, quien sería la madre de María, va a la vivienda y encuentra el cuerpo de su nieta sin pulso y a su hija María inconsciente al lado de ella. Oh, wow. Okay. So, she's the one that calls the uh -huh. ambulance. Yeah. So, there's two different, two different, two different like reports. Stories, yeah. Yeah. A María la reviven uh -huh. y es llevada al hospital Moisés Rogui en Barcelona. Después que la, la tienen monitoreada por su salud, es, hace ya una declaración. Y en esta declaración que hizo por videollamada, en junio del 2021, desde el Parque Sanitario de San Boy, María dijo lo siguiente. Lo hice por cuestiones relacionadas con mi expareja. Okay. So she committed this crime. Yes. So she's in the hospital um, because... I'll get more in detail of why she ends up in the hospital, mm -hmm. but she, they did revive her. Okay. So, I'll go in detail to why. Got it. What happened. Ahora les voy a explicar lo que pasó ese trágico 31 de mayo. Okay. María le, le dio un, ella dijo que le dio un ansiolítico que es un tranquilizante. Mm -hmm. Ella le dio un tranquilizante a Yaisa. Okay. A, la hora de a, a la hora de dormir el 30 de mayo. Okay. She gave her 5 milligrams of lorazepam. I don't know if you know. No. That's a typically given to people with anxiety. Okay. So it decreases, it helps decrease anxiety and also improves sleep. Okay. It has other, there's, it's used for other reasons, but, but that's typically more used for, for this. Yeah. Okay. According to the Mayo Clinic, um, for anxiety purposes, lorazepam is given in the following doses. For anxiety purposes, we'll go to that first. Mm -hmm. Adults and children, 12 years of age and older, take two to six milligrams in divided doses per day. Okay. The doctor may adjust the doses as needed. Mm -hmm. For children younger than 12 years of age, the usage and dose must be determined by their doctor. Okay. That's for anxiety. Mm -hmm. For insomnia caused by anxiety or transient situational stress, adults and children 12 years of age and older take 2 to 4 milligrams as a single dose at bedtime. Okay. For children younger than 12 years of age, the usage and dose must be determined by their doctor. Okay. Remember, Yaisa was 4 years old. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And it is Got stated it. that she gave her five wow. milligrams. That's for somebody that's supposed to be like 12 years and older, right? From what I saw at the Mayo Clinic, this medication is given for adults 
and children 12 years of age and older. Yes. Yeah. If it's younger, they need to talk to their, the, their, to their doctor yeah, and their he needs to, yeah. he or she yeah. needs to <laughs> see what's best, you know, what type of dosage the child should receive. Yeah, of course. But it was five milligrams. And on the one for insomnia, it says take two to four milligrams. Yes. For an adult. Yes. She was four. That's, that's. She was little. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's, yes. that's a lot. The, the next day, on May 31st, Maria saw that Yaisa was unconscious. She couldn't, she wouldn't wake up. So, she decides to grab a plastic bag and suffocate her. What? Yes. La, la desgraciada, primero, la droga. Yeah. Y al ver que la niña no despierta, agarra una bolsa de plástico y asfixi asfixió a Yaisa. She stated that she had been planning this for over two to three months. So it was premeditated. Yeah. She wanted to hurt Sergio in the most cruel way a human can hurt someone by killing their daughter. I can't believe it. This is like, like, like we've talked about it. It's, it's why use the children to form a sense of revenge against your partner like i get it you know like hit him where it hurts but why how you know doesn't make any sense not at all poor baby 100 like that's your child you had that child you carried that child for nine months and you decide to like end her life as a form of revenge it's it's cruel completely so, yeah completely agree with you and once she kills Yaisa ella Maria llama a la escuela de la niña y les dice que ella no puede ir a la escuela que porque no se siente bien y ahí Maria llama a su trabajo she calls out of work too. she's not feeling well ella trabajaba en la clínica Platón she then decides to walk their dog she comes back home mm -hmm. and she takes pills. No dicen cuántas, pero el propósito de tomarse esas pastillas era para tener una sobredosis. Oh, wow. So that's how she ends up, you know, the, they find her unconscious. They take her to the hospital. They revive her. They take her to the hospital. That's why she was at the hospital um, when they made the, the, video the interview. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the video because she was being monitored. Yeah. For her health. That's the reason why. So, we don't know how many pills she took. Mm -hmm. But that was her purpose. She kills her daughter and then she wants to commit suicide. She wants to kill herself. Yeah. Según reportajes, María se robó el tranquilizante de la clínica donde ella trabajaba. I figured. Yeah. Because she works at the clinic. Mm -hmm. And she knows that the the amount of dose like she you can't say like oh you know like i didn't know that was the amount she clearly works at a clinic where they prescribe this medication so she knew yeah she knew <coughs> yeah <coughs> Sorry. a week before the murder mm -hmm. of yaisa maria sent sergio a message wanting to rekindle the relationship love. yeah the relationship wanting to work on the relationship but he refused to. It had been two years 
that they have been separated. Two years. The fact that she had premeditated these crimes, was it two months you said? It took her, yeah, she said she had been thinking about it for two to three months. So she it took her two to three months and then she tried to rekindle a relationship that was already over for two years. It makes no sense. It doesn't. Like, and, and like, okay, like if any form of rejection, she decides to take it off on the child. It, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just. I, I don't know what it is. Like, she had already been planning it. Ya lo estaba yeah. planeando. Yeah. She, I mean, it had been two years, like you said. I, I think she, I don't know, maybe she knew he was going to say no. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in her head, she's like, well, you say no to me, well, then, here, I'm going to do this to you. Like, she just, she didn't care. Not like you said, all. why would she send a message a week before and be like, Hey, I want to work on a relationship. I feel like for her, it was just kind of like, let's try it out. Let's see where it goes. If he says yes, maybe I'll think about not mm-hmm. doing this. If she, if he says no, then I'll go with it. But he, she already had it in mind. He already yeah. had her decision made two months in advance. Oh, yeah. And by him, maybe she knew. Maybe she's like, you know, he'll say no. Maybe it was like, if he says no and I do this. He'll feel, he'll feel even worse that he said no to me. Exactly. So he can take the blame. Yeah. So he can feel guilty. I think that's what she was probably thinking. Yes. Esa era su, su mente psicopata de ella que así ya pensaba. Echarle la culpa a él para no decir que él lo hizo, pero decir por tu culpa. Por tu culpa se murió tu hija esto. porque tú dijiste que no. Yeah. Mm. And all he wanted was to co-parent from what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, they were, like, and like visiting. And- to me, it, it, it's absurd because a lot of people would rather co-parent a child and have, like, their child have, but like, both parents in their life than just, like, completely, like, had just have one, raised by one parent, one parent only. Like, people want to co-parent. That's all they want. Yeah. And some people just don't want to be in each other's lives. But, like, the fact that she went ahead and did this cruel crime against her own child... It's completely, like, it, it's baffling. Because if we think about it in the context of women who murder and men who murder, it, it, the, in this specific case, she's murdering because of passion. Like, a, she has a purpose to it. She mm-hmm. wants to inflict pain because yeah. pain has already inflicted in her. But if we think about the case that we talked about, like, a couple of weeks ago, it's almost like he did it because he wanted revenge on the fact that her da- her daughters were being raised by somebody. Not exactly because, like, mm-hmm. but also because he had, like, narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. But, like, for her, it was, like, almost, like, kind of, like, more passionate, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. Yeah. It makes, yeah, it, you're, you're right. Um, In this case... Unfortunately, there was not that much information. Mm-hmm. I'll go a little bit into it more later on, more in detail, but there wasn't that much information on Maria. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she did have any mental illnesses, mm-hmm. um, but this case hasn't really been, there really hasn't been that much attention to this case. And it happened this year. 
Like, what, is it in the beginning of the year, right? It happened in May. Yeah, well, like in the summer. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's... And then the Olivia and Anna. Anna. Oh, yeah. I'm going a little bit more. Yeah, oh, so... <laughs> So, yes, now that you're bringing that up. Yeah. El caso de las que cubrí en octubre, el caso de Ana y Olivia de Tenerife, mm -hmm. con el que hablé ahorita en el beginning de Tomás Jimeno, eso pasó en abril 27 de 2021. Este oh. caso pasó un mes después. Wow. They're so close. Wait. And they both happened in Spain. Can I put my two cents into this? Yeah, go for it. Do you think... There was some sort of like inspiration. I don't know. Because you know, like, usually when murders happen or serial killers are like on the loose, mm -hmm. there's always like a copycat. So, do you think because the, the case that Olivia and Anna got like a lot of attention? Yeah. So, do you think that she was kind of like inspired to kind of not inspired, but like copy the same thing that he did? That would be a good question, you because, know, to ask or to find out. Because they never found his body, and everybody assumed he committed suicide. So she was like, well, if I killed my own daughter, I should commit suicide. And I'll be causing the same equivalent pain to, like, my, my ex. Who knows? We, it feels like it, it's kind of, like, in that same kind of pattern. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting as as the time passes, you know, maybe if they do more interviews with her to see what was what was she thinking? Yeah. What Definitely. what you know what was going on? Yeah. So hopefully they do put more attention on this case. I agree because it's it needs it. It's definitely it's it's been overlooked at the fact that, you know, the reason behind it and if she had any sort of like mental health issues or if she you know if, if there's other things that trigger her to do such a thing you know she just said or like I, behavior or yeah. anything like that yeah yeah and yeah. I'm also the, the the biggest question is to see if like anybody in her workplace started to like kind of see the red flags on it yeah. or even like yeah. checking that the medication was gone you know yeah like that's kind of the most important thing that should mm -hmm. be like i guess should be looked into yeah because it's she had the drugs in like hand like almost like very handily like they were like at, at hand um and the fact that she had already premeditated like was thinking about it um and then the whole week before it happened like there's so many things that were like appearing and I wonder if anybody had like some sort of like hmm something's going right. on there's a red flag yeah exactly exactly mm -hmm. so we'll just I guess at that point we'll just have to wait and see if anyone can answer those questions exactly because it's it's definitely an interesting case yeah especially when you think about like el, the the crimen de, de Ana y Olivia y ahora el crimen de de ella que, que tienen muchas similitudes, like, similitudes pero no tienen tienen no tiene tanta atención como el primer caso Tenerife yeah yeah mm -hmm. because it's like it, it just shows that even when it comes to 
murderers. Because we've already talked about this when actually women are the murderers. They don't get that attention because usually it's the males that are like, oh, like this man just like automatically became a killer and blah, 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 blah. But when we've seen it with like Tamata Vijitas where she's like, everybody thought she was a man based on the type of murders that she was committing. And I forgot that other case when they were like, oh yeah, it's a man that did the case. But in reality, it's a woman. And I feel like when it's like, in, like for instance, this case, the woman isn't being paid attention to, you know, we could also put it as like, you know how like they're like, oh, well, women have like hysteria issues. Like they go off the rails. They don't con can't control their emotions. It all it also kind of clicks in with that situation. That whole yeah. like women shouldn't be in power because they can go crazy all of a sudden. Like I feel like with men, they're seen more as aggressive. Yes. So people just assume. Yes. Like if there's a murder or homicide or any, you know, they, they assume it's a, a, a male, a, male. a man, a male, yeah. a male. Yeah, they assume it's a male, yeah. and it's it's true. I mean, in this case, as I'll go deeper into it, you'll be, I mean, be able to see the difference. And we keep comparing it to the Tenerife one because it happened in España around the same and time because of the one month yeah difference like it's it's crazy yeah. like so many similarities yet one is paid more attention to than yes. the other yes and it could be because one in one case it was the father and in this case it's the mom yeah and that's what people are fighting now yeah la reportera rebeca carranco del periódico el país de españa explicó que maria le había llamado al papá a sergio y le dijo que supuestamente el doctor le había detectado algo a María, pero que ella no explicó qué era. Okay. Y que si él no regresaba, si Sergio no regresaba con María, ella no iba a hacerse el tratamiento. Ok. Yeah. So, like, manipuladora. Yeah. Right? What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Ok. Like, if you don't come back with me, I'm not going to do this treatment. Wow. Of something that the doctor told me I had, but she never told him what it was. So she, okay, so let me get this straight. So she told that to her. To, to her, Sergio. To Sergio. To, yeah. to her ex-husband. Yeah, he says, yeah, to the dad. But, but she didn't say, like, a specific doctor or anything, No right? dijo lo que era lo que le han detectado. No, nomás. Wow. Dijo que si no regresamos, entonces... No more Basically, if you don't come back with me, I'm going to die. Wow. Because I'm not going to do treatment. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. What a bitch. Sorry. No, I mean... Yeah, it's like... Once you start going deeper into the story, you start seeing these red flags. Like... Yeah. You the start kind of seeing like how she almost like... Almost like a, you get a visual of how she planned everything. Yeah. She's like literally guilt-tripping him. And to yes. being in a relationship with her just because. Yeah. Wow. Like, you see it. Yeah. El papá de Yaisa está triste, enojado, molesto con la poca atención que se le ha dado al caso. Como hablamos anteriormente, we see a difference, a big difference with the case in Tenerife and with this case. La familia dijo lo siguiente. No han hecho ni un minuto de silencio, ni una condena pública. Las mujeres padecen este daño de forma estructural 
eso está claro. Pero en este caso solo pedimos una muestra de solidaridad con un padre a quien le han matado a su hija por venganza. Pasa muy poco, pero a nosotros nos ha pasado. Mm -hmm. It's like saying, we know this has happened to women, where the fathers are the... the, the who murder. have killed, yeah. murdered the children. But in this case, it's the other way around. Yeah. According to La Vanguardia, eight days after the crime, the minister of the presidency of Cat Catalonia, Laura Villagra, call the father on behalf of the governor to show their condol condolences. The president of the parliament of Catalonia, Laura Borras, called the father and tweeted about it. La portavoz del gobierno de Cataluña, Patricia Plaja, días después públicamente dio el pésame a la familia de Yaisa durante una rueda de prensa y reconoció que si la familia se había sentido poco acompañada, por las instituciones era evidente que se podía haber hecho mejor y que deberían debían mejorarlo. I don't know why that sentence bugs me, that comment. I don't know if it's the way I'm taking it, but donde dice, reconoció que si la familia se había sentido poco acompañada. I feel like yeah. they're not taking any blame. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, we're sorry you exactly feel that way. That's how I took it. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense. Right? Yeah, I completely understand because it's almost like saying, I'm sorry that you guys are really in this pain, but you guys are more than welcome to feel, you know, any sort of way about this. Yeah. It's not saying like, we apologize for not publicly like showing more support on this case nothing it's more like exactly we're sorry you feel we're, this yeah. way we're sorry you feel this way yeah. i get it like it they sh it's just wrong they mm. shouldn't she shouldn't have said it that way but it just shows you guys like how long it took them to show some support yes it took them days it's, yeah el 18 de junio 18 días después del del asesinato yaisa Pedro Sánchez, el presidente del gobierno, escribió un tweet. Dijo lo siguiente. Acabo de hablar con Sergio, el padre de Yaisa, la niña de cuatro años asesinada por su madre en San Juan de Spi. Todo mi apoyo para él y su familia por estos hechos que provocan un dolor tan intenso y merecen nuestro rechazo total. That's it. Just tweets. Like, no actual actions about it. It like, doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It is said that Maria left behind five letters. Okay. And one of them was addressed to Sergio. Mm -hmm. El medio de comunicación El Mundo puso a luz parte de la carta que Maria le dejó a Sergio. Afuera del sobre decía lo siguiente. Para Sergio, el culpable de todo esto. Gracias. Wow. She just continued to blame him. Adentro decía, porque has hecho que me quite la vida, pero vas a llorar la muerte de tu hija. La última palabra la tienes tú. Decide si la entierras o la incineras. Wow. It's almost kind of saying like, well, I took the liberty of murdering your daughter. Because you decided, you know, to be to blame. Not to come back this. to me. 
But now you have the last word, whether you bury your daughter or you incinerate her. Yeah. Wow. That that has some balls right there. There, there, something has to be going on in her mind. Like she has to be going through something. I totally agree that she has a sense of narcissism. She's a, a, a massive manipulator. Oh yeah, and definitely. there has to be some sort of like chemical imbalance within her brain for her to be saying and doing these types of crimes. Yeah, like narcissism for sure. One hundred percent. The way she's just going about this is just something's going on there. Yeah. But I also wonder if Sergio had any idea that these thoughts were going on even when he was with her. There was, um, I didn't mention this, but I did see a report that said that um, he, he didn't see any red flags. That he didn't think that maria would be capable of something like this mm-hmm. she never said anything that made him think that their daughter wasn't safe also do you think that it had to do with maybe like postpartum in a way because if you think about it she was the little girl was two years old mm-hmm. when sergio and maria separated yes Pudo haber sido algo así? yeah because I'm, I'm 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 thinking like this is like she has no sense of remorse of what she committed and no sense of like kind of any sort of like connection to her daughter it was just kind of like we're but this is this is your fault not mine yeah she didn't like, take no, any it blame. was like a complete like disconnect yeah so, toda la culpa se la quiso echar a Sergio yeah que él se quedara con ese Sentimiento. Yeah, like he could have done more for his daughter, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Y me imagino que Sergio a lo mejor se siente así. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. It's, it's definitely something that he shouldn't be having to think about, you know? Because he it's shouldn't. not his fault. It's not his fault. He just did what, you know, was best for him mentally and, like, physically. He didn't want to be with somebody that was a manipulator like yeah. he didn't want to do that but he also didn't assume that he that she would fucking go ahead and murder exactly. her daughter I'm interested to see como era Maria Before. con Sergio antes de que yeah. terminaran por, por que razones terminaron no han dado mucha de esa no hay nada de esa información pero me gustaría saber yeah, que, like, como era la relación entre like ellos families or like their friends like any sort of insight yeah. between them because for her to just automatically Out of act this way, yeah. especially two years after. Exactly. The, the, That's what throws me off, is two breakup. years after. So, I mean, I, w- I would have assumed that maybe, like, within, like, a year, or, like, within a couple of months after. Yeah. Or the, the weeks that were leading up to, like, the breakup or something. We need more history. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it almost seems like she woke up two months ago and thought, I'm going to murder my daughter. So, it's like... There's no concrete like evidence that we're like the 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 signs were there. Yeah. At least for like the previous case, the Olivia and um, Anna, we we there had was a history. sense. Oh yeah, there was a that lot of history. He was like he was a narcissist. That he was abusive. Like we had like a history. Yeah, but mm-hmm. with like with this case, we have nothing. No, yeah. we have nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We don't have any background on like. Porque en el otro caso con Beatriz, cómo era él, cómo era él con la esposa, yes. había historia. Yeah, y con ella no hay nada. Es como que sí amaneció y quiso hacer lo que hizo. You know? Like, we don't see anything beforehand. We see everything that's, like, she said after. And based on her letters. And, like, what, like, how she got, like, the drugs. And, like, things that happened, you know, right after, right before. Like, we don't have anything yeah. else before that period of time. Y Sergio le escri escribió una carta donde él le estaba dando su apoyo a Beatriz Zimmerman, a la mm -hmm. mamá de Ana y de Olivia, mm -hmm. donde él estaba dando apoyo a ella y diciéndole que, como diciendo que él, él entendía lo que ya estaba pasando, mm -hmm. porque su ex esposa también era un monstruo. Wow. Well, that this Two of these two cases, they're the same. Yeah. Two parents left behind without their children. Mm -hmm. They lost people important in their life. Yes. Beatriz perdió a sus dos niñas que eran todo para ella. Y, y Sergio sin, perdió y a sus respuestas niña. tampoco. Porque ella, ella no tiene respuestas de, de dónde También está. También no tiene respuestas, ni Sergio tampoco. Es lo mismo. Están yeah. pasando por lo mismo. Yeah. And it's like they're left with, like, I could have done something. Yeah. Pudre, pude haber hecho más. I can't imagine la culpa que estos dos padres están sintiendo ahorita. Yeah. Cuando no era culpa de ellos, son culpa de estas dos, estos dos monstruos. Because for me, they're not even people. They're not even parents. Like, a parent doesn't do this to their child. Exactly. A María Cristina Rivas se le dio prisión provisional sin fianza. Eso significa que ella debe permanecer en prisión durante lo que es la investigación y el juicio. La sentencia de María aún está pendiente. So they haven't given her any time. They haven't said anything. But she's going to stay in prison for, for until the, the case is like gone to... Yeah, she can't pay for... That's great. Yeah. She can't pay bail. She can't get out, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, um, we're going to continue following this case because hopefully we find out, hopefully soon, they give us, they say how long she's going to be in prison because after all of the cases we've done, mm -hmm. I'm just scared of learning how many years they're going to give her. Especially knowing like the pattern within like the judicial system. It's like we know that it's like they could literally almost spend like no years in prison because... Yeah. Some, something falls in the cracks of like the the you know the the case. Yeah, imagine a ver cuántos años le dan a esta mujer. Hopefully she gets a you know a great amount of it, and hopefully she stays in prison for okay, life. Yeah. But you know we never know. Nunca sabemos. Yeah, so hopefully we have updates on this case uh, as it goes on, because it's a very interesting case, especially how it is portrayed in the media. So yeah. we definitely would like to see more coverage on this case and maybe even like a back history on her because... Yeah, más información yeah. porque no, no hay suficiente y yo estuve buscando videos en YouTube, podcasts, anyone else or hasta videos de las noticias mm -hmm. cuando hablaron del caso, cuando el caso sucedió y nada. Wow. No encontré That's muchos insane. videos. Encontré más 
like articles yeah like from news like you know from newspaper like newspaper articles or online articles but not really like any coverage media any, coverage. yeah no That's media so coverage which is i only saw one which is like miraculously because there's been so many like articles and podcasts based on olivia and anna's case oh yeah and there's none for this poor no. innocent child and this father that like is suffering and mourning the death of like his daughter yeah and that, that definitely needs to change as much as we talk about the feminicidas y, y la violencia entre parejas, I feel like also we need to portray that um, aspect of female women. That sometimes women are also um, capable of causing, you know, harm to, harm their spouse. to, to yeah. the spouse. Because it's not only like there's violence against men, you know. And this is one of the examples of how women can also hurt men. And um, I feel like as as um, a podcast and as a part of like some sort of entertainment, we um, we also have to light that. We need to know. highlight that. Yeah, it's important. Y ojalá con esto, nosotros haciendo este, this coverage, hopefully it opens, you know, the door to maybe there's more stories out there. Yes. Where... The, the fathers are going through this and you know we would want to look into it more and just make people more aware agree I Porque nunca agree. Es, it's so sad it's triste saber que un mes de diferencia digo I'm, I'm glad that there's coverage on Ana y Olivia porque todavía falta ten, tienen que encontrar todavía los cuerpos han encontrado mm -hmm. nada más acuérdense recuer, recuerden que encontró nada más un cuerpo de las niñas han encontrado el otro ni a Tomás. Yeah. Entonces, es bueno que haya coverage, that people are, like, looking and trying to see what's going on. That's great. We want to know the truth. But there's also this other story that needs more attention. Sergio necesita tener paz. Yeah. I don't think Beatriz y Sergio nunca van a tener esa paz. No. Nunca. Nunca. Pero de saber que hay gente que lo está ayudando. Yeah. Que haya apoyo. Que tenga un apoyo yeah. de, de una comunidad. It's one month yes. of difference. It, like, I completely agree. It's been one month completely, like, literally a like you know swept under the rug oh, yeah. through tweets and like a, you know shitty apologies because let's face it that's what it is sounds like it yeah like there should be coverage on this there should you be. know tweets they're, they're, una llamada hey I'm sorry que tu familia pasó por esto Sergio estamos contigo yeah eso no va a ayudarle a Sergio he, eso, yeah. eso que hace nothing he needs, he needs to feel like people out there are supporting him and, and yeah. I hope that more podcasts and more like youtubers and people are like uh, more open to cover this case because they definitely deserve the the time and attention just to to you know to support sergio and and sadly the loss of his his daughter yeah poor little baby agree and just can't imagine lo que sintió esta niña y saber que su mamá fue la que le quitó la vida Es, y es muy trágico saber eso. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Este fue el caso de Yaisa. Y esperemos que con esto, que hayan más podcasts, como dijiste, que hayan más podcasts, que empiecen a hablar más de este caso, que el, you know, la media to get more involved and get more information so this case can, people can become more aware of it and hopefully help out the family. I agree. I completely agree with that. And uh, like I said before, we would like you to, you know, talk to us about this case, whether it is um, opening your thoughts to it, um, any information you have found on this case, or if you would like to, you know, further talk about anything that would, you know, regards to this specific episode, we are open to talk to you guys on our social media Uh, you can find us on our social media platforms as svsm underscore podcast, or you could follow us on Facebook as Soy Violento Soy Macabro Podcast. Um, also, it would be great if you can follow our Spotify um, and our Apple podcast page um, and rate, review, subscribe, all those nice things. Um, it would be great. It will help us um, get further with this podcast. Um, and yeah, we would like to hear more about your, your thoughts and um, share the conversation thank you guys for the support and we'll be seeing you on our social platforms and continue listening to us yeah and also this is our last episode of the year before i forget so we'd yeah. like to thank all of you guys for listening and for supporting our little podcast and um yeah uh, there's a see, lot more things coming up and we're very excited for definitely you. um yes can't wait to you know talk to you guys in 2022 see you guys then bye, bye. stay smoky <laughs>